Hey, what's up, guys? Back in another audio show for you today here on the Fire Sports Pod, where everything we do here is fire. So let's get right to our show for you today. Um, so we got the top 10 projections for the college basketball upcoming season, the 2023-2024. And then we got the top 10 projections for the college football season of 2023 and 2024. Uh, the third segment we got for you is how the Yankee struggles might get them to get a big name in free agency or two. So let's get right to it. So we're going to do first the top 10 um, top ten um, college basketball teams um, coming into the 2023-2024 season. At number one, they got Duke. Um, Duke is coming in um, with a great team, great players around them. Duke is at number one. So what I'm going to do, guys, is I'm going to let you guys know what... Um, what they're telling, what the sports world is telling you about the top 10, and then I'm going to put my spin on it. So at number one is Duke. At number two, we got Kansas. At number three, we got Purdue. They got bounced early, but Purdue's there. Michigan State's four. They made it pretty uh, pretty well when they were, weren't projected to do really that good in the, in the tournament. Houston's at five. Six, we got Tennessee. Seven is Marquette. Eight is UConn. Nine is Gonzaga, and 10 is Creighton. Damn, my Kentucky Wildcats aren't even in the top 10. Texas A&M is at 11. Villanova's at 12. And Kentucky is at 23. Even with DJ Wagner and all this stuff, Kentucky's at 23. That's crazy. I just jumped all the way there. But the top 10, that's nuts. For me... I'm going to go with a sleeper. I got Duke at one. I got two at Kansas. I got three Purdue. Four Michigan State. I would go four Houston, five Michigan State. I'm going to put six Tennessee, seven. I'm going to put Marquette, Marquette, eight UConn, nine Gonzaga, ten Creighton, ten I'm going Kentucky. Kentucky's at ten. Creighton jump all the way to freaking 23 for my take. Ten is Kentucky. They're gonna they're gonna get they're gonna get some people this year. Watch. You're sleeping on um Rob Dillahan and DJ Wagner. You're sleeping on them boys. They're gonna come they're gonna come for the they're gonna come for the the, the chip next year. Uh then you got a Texas AM at eleven and you got Villanova at twelve. I think that's a solid twelve right there. Uh, but what you guys think of the top uh top ten from uh top twelve from the um, from the sports world um, all, all the all the the geeks and everybody about the sports and all this stuff. And what do you guys think of my top ten, uh, top twelve, uh, um, college basketball teams coming into next year? Now, from there, we're gonna pivot to the top ten, top twelve teams in college football coming. My the Ohio State Buckeyes are at number one. Ohio State was eleven and two last year, eight and one in the Big Ten. Previously ranking at number four, Ohio State is now at number one, where they should be. Ohio State is going to take the college football championship next year from anybody who's in their path. At number two, we got no other than. Um, hold up, my my bad guys. At number two, we got Alabama. Can't can't really say anything much. Alabama's Alabama. Three is Georgia. Four is LSU. Five, they got Texas. Six, uh, they got Michigan. Seven, they got USC. Eight, they got Clemson. And number nine, they got Notre Dame. And at 10, we got Penn State. 11, we got 
Oklahoma. And at 12, we got Tennessee. So this that's their spin. That's the college football rankings from ESPN. But let me put my spin on. At first, number one, my team, not even biased, they had them in there. Ohio State's at number one. At number two, forget Alabama. Number two is Georgia, the defending champs. Number three is Alabama. Number four, I got LSU. Number five, I got Texas. Number six, I'm going to go with Michigan. But number seven, I'm going to go with Clemson at seven, USC at eight. At number nine is Notre Dame. I'm going to have Penn State at nine, Notre Dame at 10. Oklahoma's at 11, and Tennessee's at 12. I think we stay there with that top 12. I think that's a fire top 12 coming into next season uh, for what I just said. Um, and um, back, let's go quick back to the men's top tw- uh, top 10, uh, top 12, um, top 25 teams in college basketball, but only doing the top 10. Uh, let me go where uh, Bronny's going uh, this year coming up. He's going to USC. USC's at 13. They're top 13 in the country coming into next year, coming into 2023-2024 season. Do not sleep on Bronny. Bronny's coming. Uh, we're going to see how Bronny does um, in his first college game um, with USC. And in the college world, we'll see how he does. I'm, I'm pulling from Bronny. I'm hoping he done well so we can see LeBron and Bronny into the NBA and see him on the same team. Preferably, hopefully, the Lakers. But if not the Lakers, then... It'll be cool to see uh, LeBron and his son play together. Uh, but other than that, guys, that's it for the uh, college football top 12 rankings uh, for coming into next year and for the top 12 um, college basketball teams coming into next year. Now we're going to pivot to the Yankees. And I don't know I've been talking to you guys a lot about the Yankees and how they suck and how they this. And they do suck. They're really bad. We just dropped three straight to the Angels. Uh, we are not looking so good. Um, in this season, I believe we are 50 and 47 or 48 on the season. We are not looking good. We do have a game tonight against the Royals. We'll see how we do. I'm going to cover that on my TikTok on the Fire Sports Pod. What's going to be happening tonight? Who's pitching and what's the deal uh, with upcoming uh, the upcoming Yankee game tonight? Uh, but we're talking about could the Yankees land two big names that I'm looking for? Shohei Otani and Juan Soto. The problem with Shohei Otani, it's going to come with a huge risk. And I'm going to tell you guys why. Otani will be a free agent after the 2023 season. Meaning he'll be free to sign with any team willing to pay him $500 million over the next decade. The Yankees, who recently signed a significant contract with Aaron Judge and a main competition from the San Francisco Giants and the San Diego Padres, must weigh this carefully. Current state of the Yankees roster. The conversations with the management led Judge to believe that the Yankees are in the process of creating a World Series worthy team. Well, we were totally freaking wrong. Because there is no World Series coming to us because Judge is not here. However, given the current state of the roster, this appears far from reality. Judge has already spent multiple occasions on the injured list. And the team has been struggling, struggling with Aging contracts that offer little value. Yankees getting reinforcements with the return of a lefty slugger outfielder. Yankees $50 million trade bust is likely done in New York. And two prospects the Yankees could promote if Harrison Bader misses time. Future prospects and Otani's potential choices. If the future doesn't look promising... Otani might not wish to stay in the Bronx long term. He could potentially take his talents to a team like the Los Angeles Dodgers. Who are a seemingly perfect fit. I'm telling you, if this man goes to the Dodgers, I'm going to shoot myself. That is just ridiculous. They got Mookie Betts, 
Oh, Shohei Otani. This is ridiculous. The Dodgers not only possessed an impressive prospect pool to inquire Otani, but also have the financial stability to close the deal. The Yankees, although known for their aggressive approach towards signing star free agents, might find Otani a challenging prospect to land. Analyzing Otani's performance. At 29, Otani is not only the one of the best pitchers, but arguably also the best hitter in the game this season. In 95 games... He boasts a 306 batting average, a 397 on base percentage, a 35 home runs, 79 RBIs, and a 22.4% strikeout rate, a 13.1% walk rate, and 185 WRC+. Otani statistics might put him in the running for both MVP award and Cy Young award. If he wins both, this guy's arguably the best player to walk the planet. And that's ridiculous. I've never, I, I don't, I've never heard of a person that wins the MVP of the league and wins the Cy Young Award. As a pitcher, Otani records records a 3.50 ERA with 11.88 strikeouts per inning per nine innings. That's per game. An 87.5% left on base rate, a 48 44.9% ground ball rate, and a 16.7% home run to fastball ratio across 105 innings. Jesus. The trade-off for the Yankees. So should the Yankees decide to V for the superstar two-way player, they would need to put to part with a significant package of top young players. Making such a hefty move without any insur- assurance of Otani's continued stay in New York or at least a right of a refusal to match other offers could be bad business for the Yankees. Dismantling the farm system without any commitment would be misstep. Better served for a player like Juan Soto, who has a year left of control and might be more likely to remain in New York's given and substantial contract offer. And guys, that's the second player I was talking about, Juan Soto. That would be nice if Juan Soto came, but I personally would like Shohei Otani, but I don't want to give up our whole farm system and Cups Torres and a couple of these big players that have been doing well for us for Otani that might not even stay long-term with the Yankees. Now, Juan Soto stays long-term. Okay, that's cool. We got Juan Soto, Aaron Judge, Stanton, and if we keep Rizzo, Rizzo, LeMayu, that's going to be a hell of a squad. Um the Angels' position and the future. While the Angels are quietly often open to offers, they do not intend to trade Otani unless circumstances change dramatically in the coming days. The Angels trailing nine games behind the Texas Rangers in the AL West and five games behind the wildcard race would need to consider their position carefully. A few losses before the deadline could lead them to capitalize on Otani before potentially losing him to free agency. Otani could provide the Yankees with something they desperately need, an elite starting pitcher with one of the game's best bats. However, the risk associated with this move might be too high and Cashman might be unwilling to risk the farm system for more mere possibility. I believe that's that's the right way to go. I think Cashman's doing the right thing because you don't want to give up your whole farm system and then you got no depth. Uh, but that's pretty much it, guys, for Otani's sake. Now, you guys let me know what you think about the Yankees getting Otani. Should we risk the farm system, risk Torres, risk all this stuff for Otani, who might not stay full-time and might go to the Dodgers or whoever else? Or should we go with Otani and stay, say, forget it, let's go with the risk. We get the best bat and the best pitcher, arguably, in the game and the best player of one of the best players of all time, both Cy Young and MVP award could winning could be potentially this year. Now let's go to the fact that Juan Soto's on the list. So let me let me let me get you guys with Juan Soto becoming a Yankee. 
Now, there's a little bit less that the Yankees have to give up. But still a little bit. So with the San Diego Padres are in a turmoil and the trade deadline is approaching quickly. With the knowledge as and they are at 43 and 47, ranks fourth in the National League West, only ahead of the cellular-dwelling Colorado Rockies. The potential for a big trade to shake things up is about as high as it could be. Should the trigger happy president A.J. Priller decide to pull the plug and start dealing the Padres have plenty of pieces who could entice teams in, into doing business, especially ones like the New York Yankees. Every baseball fan knows what kind of player Juan Solo is. To quote from the movie Moneyball, he gets on base. We need that because we cannot get on base. Despite a slow start of the season, Soto is one of the few high-profile Padres who has managed to turn things around. In 90 games, the 24-year-old outfielder is slashing 265, 419, and 479 with 148 WRC+. He's also on a pace for close to 6.0 FWAR over a full season, currently sitting at 3.3. That mark would be the second highest of his career and the highest since his stellar 2020-year-old, 22-year-old season where he racked up 7.0 FDWR and finished runner-up to former Nationals teammate Bryce Harper for the 2021 NL MVP. Even Derek Jeter is dreaming on Soto in the pinstripes. So if the captain, the, um, uh, the ex-captain of the New York Yankees in Derek Jeter, one of the best to ever walk in a pinstripes uniform, is saying that he would love to see Soto in pinstripes, we might have to get this deal done. Soto sits tied for the 11th in all ML- MLB with two Texas Rangers players, Marcus Seaman and John Juan Him. And it's not exactly difficult to notice that he has lefty power swing perfect for the Bronx. Because we can't get any lefty power. We can only get righty power. So it would be nice to get some lefties in there. Soto, um, super, uh, surprisingly, is also leading the MLB in walk rate at 21%. That's good. He gets on base again. Uh, well above second place, Ryan Noto at 18.3%. With Soto kept his current rate, it would be the second highest of his career. Strikeouts have been a bit of a problem for Soto in 2023, though. For the last three seasons, he hasn't had a strikeout rate over 14.5%. This season, though, it jumped back up to where it was when he was 19 and 20 and fanning around 20% of the, of the time. Um, to lead the Nationals in the World Series title, Soto also has an w- XWOBA on base under 400 for the first time in four seasons. All of those hitting numbers could certainly change in the next half of the season. And even though some of his rates are higher than what people may like to see, he's still 48% better than the average, which is pretty impressive. So right there, um, the Yankees could get an extremely effective left-handed bat that can work pitches down to their bones and that instantly makes them far more threatening. Of course, it is going to be as an easy, isn't as easy as snapping fingers. But Soto is in pinstripes. He's under team control for the next year and a half. Any Soto package would cost general manager Brian Cashman some serious trade chips. Team with superior young talent could outbid the Yankees. And again, it's not even clear that Soto would be able, available to should San Diego start selling. They'll be in the win now mode in 2024. Preller has every season to want to keep a star as talented as Soto for a potential run next year. So more likely that is not he'll stay put. However, Cashman is serious about wanting to change the direction of the Yankees team and get them back on the track. What's better than making a massive deadline deal for someone who's so proven, charismatic, and talented and whose radiates love for the game? The GM needs to at least be filling up Preller's inbox to, to pike the interest. Uh, New York Yankees versus Kansas City Royals tonight. 
Donaldson has just jumped on a 60-day IL. Season could be over for him. Uh, that sucks for us. Yankees prospect Tampa scores 17. Jason Jones homers again. The 2023 trade deadline is a no-win situation for the Yankees. It is time to trade Glaber Torres. A 1998 Yankees diary, 25th anniversary re- retrospective. Uh, for me, the Glaber Torres, um, if we is to get Otani or is to get Juan Soto... Screw him. We need somebody else. Uh, Juan Soto is not. Uh, Juan Soto is much better than Gleyber Torres, and Choi Otani is much better than Gleyber Torres. Uh, Gleyber Torres did so much well. He's the only person that's actually doing something this season, actually being consistent. Um, but it's not doing anything good for us. So we might have to trade him to get that type of player. But it is what it is. That is pretty much it, guys, for my uh, audio show for you on uh, Spotify and Apple Podcasts. I appreciate all the support. I appreciate you guys tuning in. Uh, keep listening. Um, I am gonna be. I just posted my YouTube video. Is posting. Uh, it will be posting soon. Uh, this will be posting right after uh, five minutes after I finish with you guys. And I will see you guys next week on Friday. We will be down the shore, so tune into that. It's gonna be a fun, a uh, fun show for you guys next week on uh, YouTube on the Fire Sports Pod and Apple Podcast Spotify, which is connected on Fire Sports Pod. Right after this, shortly after this, I will be doing my TikTok for you. Uh, just a little synopsis of what's happening in the Yankee game and what's happening tonight and the upcoming series with the, the Royals. But I appreciate you guys, and that's pretty much it. And peace out, guys.